Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. Today's guest is James Price. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so on this week's episode of Seriously Social, the podcast, I am joined by the lovely James Price from Experience Matters. James, thanks for coming along today. It's absolutely my pleasure. So uh, for our listeners uh, who may not know you as well as I do, can you give us uh, the short version of you know how you find yourself here today and in Experience Matters itself? I came out of the IT industry having graduated as an economist Mm -hmm. and I realised that in and of itself IT adds no value. It's the data, the information, the knowledge that people use to conduct their daily lives and to make their business decisions that adds the value. So in 2000 I started Experience Matters initially as a change company. Uh, That was a complete disaster because people couldn't get their heads and wallets around what we were doing. Yeah. We decided to do something technical and do that fast. So our first ever project was a records management project. Okay, yeah. What we brought to that was the business stuff, the people stuff, the finance stuff to, to, to augment the straight records management. Mm-hmm. And it was a very successful project. The problem that I found with just straight records management was that we were leaving a lot of money on the table mm-hmm. for two reasons. Firstly... Records management was a very compliance and fear-driven discipline, where as opposed to information asset management, which includes all data, all documents, all content, all knowledge, Mm -hmm. is very much along the lines of how do you you manage risk, but how do you drive real business improvement? Uh And that's where we are today. Mm -hmm. Now, that journey has been really interesting uh, because for the last 10 years, we've been conducting a project in which we've been researching the barriers to and the benefits of managing data, information and knowledge well. Mm-hmm. And that's been a global project. We've had some really nice things said about that work. Gartner, as an example, mm-hmm. wrote to us and described that work as groundbreaking. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we are now, <clears throat> we've taken that research, we've, we've built uh, a bunch of instruments, including maturity assessments and health mm-hmm. checks and so on, risk assessments, and we're now taking that and doing... What I'm really proud of is as arguably the best work, the best work in the world, yeah. And that's coming out of a, a dinky little town in a funny little country over the other side of a planet, and I'm really proud of that. Yeah. So for our global listeners, uh, James is talking about Adelaide in South Australia, um, and as locals, we're quite fond of saying that you know it's a big country town, capital city. There's a big country town, really. Uh, look. I think that knowledge management is one of those like fascinating areas that is under um, appreciated, underutilized, and mostly misunderstood by um, business owners and decision makers, particularly in um, well, actually across even large scale multinationals and all the way through, they have a stab at it. But what you're talking about is is actually a much more holistic, strategic approach to the whole process, isn't it? Yeah. So one of the things that that an, an, an economics degree will give you is an understanding of what the means of production are mm-hmm. as, as defined by the early modern economists. And, and fundamentally, it's land, labour, capital and enterprise. So yeah. if we look at our businesses, so your business, Simone, and my business, what we look at in January and when we're sitting on the beach or whenever mm-hmm. is what, what financial assets do we have, what's our annual budget going to look like? Yeah. 
what physical assets do we need? Do we need computers or do we, do we need desks or mm-hmm. do we need a, to do a, a new mine site? Which people do we need? And in, in, in my business, my people are absolutely critical to the success of my business. Same, yeah. And the last and, and, and only the last asset is the data, information, knowledge, wisdom, judgment, intellectual property that those people use every minute of every day in order to conduct their businesses and Mm. make those business decisions. Now, if our job as managers is to deploy those assets as efficiently and as effectively as possible in order to deliver the greatest value for our clients whilst consuming the fewest resources, Mm -hmm. which should be what all organisations are about, if we elect not to manage one of those asset classes as well as we could or should, what does that say? And the answer is it's not very good. No. When I speak to my mates, and I've got a lot of mates who are board members Mm. and directors, and I say to them, so tell me, how often do you as a board member ask to see the financial statements, the reports on how well the financial assets of the organisation are being managed? Mm Mm-hmm. And they say, James, you're an idiot. Every board meeting. <laughs> every board meeting, every month we ask to see those statements. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And how often do you ask to see the information statements, the, the reports for how well you're managing that critical business asset? Mm. And they say, what's that? It's an information statement, yeah. So globally, we still do not know how to manage the data, information and knowledge mm. assets of our organisation. We see management handing or even um, abdicating responsibility for the management of that asset to IT. Yeah. IT are really smart, they're really helpful, they're lovely people, but they cannot manage the quality of the data of the organisation. Mm. So as an example, if you are the chief legal counsel for your organisation, do you know more about the manager, the, the, the practice of law than IT does? Do you, more, do you know more about what data, information and knowledge and judgment is required to practice law yeah. and IT. Are you more interested in the quality of that data? Mm. So the answer to all those questions is, is, of course, yes. So why on earth, just because a part of the organisation has information in its title, do we give the management of that critical business asset to a bunch of people who are really good at what they do, but they're measured on throughput and uptime, yeah. not on the quality of the data? Absolutely. And I suppose too, then that whatever that knowledge management system is that's then applied that IT magically creates for us, um, again, the, the judgment and the data that's being inputted and exported by proxy um, is kind of, uh, what's the word, is kind of mandated or decided by what they think is going to be important as opposed to you know, if my sales manager is making the decisions about what's important for the sales team, that's important. Um, I think the other danger, though, is how often we lose human capital out of the organisation without capturing any of their knowledge or judgment. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lovely story I can tell you. There's, yeah. um, so uh, uh, a really quite a good mate of mine, um, oh, so I won't tell you who this, no. this organisation is, a good mate of mine um, was identified at a board meeting by the chief executive as the most valuable and risky asset in the entire organisation. Mm-hmm. So the chair of the board said to the chief executive, if that's the case, I want you to I want you to double Lewis's salary on Monday. Now, that started to create some problems because mm-hmm. it meant to say that Lou was being paid more than the chief executive, mm-hmm. to which the chair replied, I can get one of you tomorrow. 
Yeah. I can't get another Lou. So when we look at when we look at the, the value of the information assets in the organisation, we look at the, the value of those assets, we look at the risk yeah. of losing them, mm. it is really significant. So there's a, there's a great piece of work that has been recently done by a mob called Ocean Tomo out mm-hmm. of Chicago. Ocean Tomo looks at the, at the value of the S&P 500. So this is the grubby old manufacturers and pharmaceuticals yeah. and so on. It's not the sexy NASDAQ. Uh-huh. So right. in 1974, the value, the, the, the value contributed to the market value of, of the S&P 500 by intangible assets, so, the, so not money, not people, not property and infrastructure, mm-hmm. the value contributed to the market value of the, of, of the S&P 500 by intangible assets was 17%. Wow. They redid that study in July last year. It is now 90%. So if we don't think that we're living in the knowledge economy, mm. perhaps it's time we did. Absolutely. And if we if we are living in a knowledge economy yeah. and we do need to manage our information, our data information and knowledge well, mm-hmm. we need to think about it in the way we think about managing the other critical assets like our money. Yeah. But we don't. How do you start? It's that's, that's always a really interesting question. Mm. We start by we, we recommend that organisations get a handle on what it costs to manage their, their information their, 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 their information assets, mm-hmm. the value of their information assets and the benefit of doing it well. Yeah. Now, that doesn't have to be a, a, a big and hairy exercise. That, yeah. that can be anecdotal. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it can be anecdotal is because no chief financial officer worth his or her salt is going to even look at a business case mm. if they don't fundamentally believe that there's a problem to solve. Yes. Once they've, got a, 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 once they've got a pain in the tummy and saying, crikey, we've got a problem to solve, then they'll mm-hmm. say, let's have a look at the numbers to see whether this stands up. Yeah. And once they do that piece of work, they will not reinvest in continuing to improve the quality of the data of the yeah. organisation if they can't see what the ongoing benefit is. Yeah. So the, the place to start is to say, what, what are our information asset management practices today and what's the business implication of those practices? Yeah. And, it, and Simone, it might be as simple as saying, how much time do I waste doing emails that I should mm. never have been sent? Yeah. How much time do I waste looking for stuff? Goodness, I know I've got here somewhere and I just can't find it. Mm. How much time do I waste messing about with versions that, of documents that they're out of date, and I'm trying to find the current one. Yeah, and then if you look at the risk associated with that, and again, I won't tell you who the who this is, but uh, we had a client who was in the electricity industry. Mm-hmm. A, a project manager gave an excavator driver an obsolete site plan, Uh-oh. right? And the teeth of the excavator went through the plastic coating on the outside of an eleven thousand mm. volt cable. So a couple of that's right, a couple of a couple of centimeters lower, and they would have incinerated that block. Oh Jesus! So this stuff this stuff gets really really serious, serious really yeah. quickly. Mm. And if if as an, if you're say you're a mine site, uh, your number one priority is your human safety. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't have the information that's available to ensure that those people are being kept safe. That's really problematic. Well, and also, like you were saying, from that perspective, the potential cost to the organisation of completely stuffing that up, like, hello, safe work, hello, you know, court cases and God knows what else. I think, um, so that, I guess, is looking at that larger scale business level. So 
what if you're, um, you know, Joe Trady, you've got five guys on the tools and, you know, but knowledge management is still a thing. It's still, yeah. so where do they start? Well, look, I'm, my bride. Um, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. As you know, she runs this little business. Yeah. Quite a successful little business, but there's, there's only Jackie and you know, two or three girls who come in and give her a hand. Mm-hmm. And she says, James, I can't find anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's, it is a matter of simply being organised. Yeah. Okay. And, and that stuff is not hard. So no, it's having it, a system really, isn't it? It is having a system. Mm. And, and the, the best systems are the ones that match the business yes. because it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. The best systems are the ones, ones that use the language of the business Again, so it's easy to... Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's important about information is being able to find it. If you can't find the information, it's no longer an asset. It's a liability. Mm. So all you've got to be able to do is to find stuff. And that means, say, you've got to know where it is and what it's called. And that's Mm. basically about it. Yeah, so location and naming conventions. As as a starting point, that's a pretty good place to start, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I think, too, one of the um, things that... um, has fascinated me in recent history with working with a business coach to identify where the holes were in the business. Um, and I love it. He came back to me, he goes, process, 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 and the Tibet test. And I was like, okay, please explain. I process, I get. But he said, if any one of your staff decided to get on a plane to Tibet tomorrow for two weeks, where would it hurt? Yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. And, and, you know, going back 12 months ago, it would have hurt all over the place because yeah. all the knowledge, large-scale bits of it were in their heads. But, yeah, once you get it out of their heads and document it and get it down somewhere where you can find it and we know what it's called so we can find the process and the systems. Um, I accidentally made myself redundant in my own business by actually documenting everything, which is a Brilliant. perfect place to be. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What has been the best outcome that you've been able to get for an organization that you've worked with? Because I know you said you're doing some of your best work ever currently. You get very excited when you were talking about it. Oh, this, this, this is so exciting. Yeah. Look, the, this I'll give, I'll give you one, it's only a little example. Mm-hmm. It was a little winery. Yeah. It had 34 people in it. And uh, we did a piece of work we gave them, we helped them build. Um, because it's all, of course, all their work, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A file plan that mm-hmm. matched the business, so it was intuitive, some naming conventions and some email guidelines, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. We got stopped in the car park of their headquarters mm. by a bloke who's not even in the back office. He's, he's in the pumps and the tanks. Mm-hmm. He's a winemaker. Yeah. And he said, this is fantastic. We can find stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Simone. That's what I get out of bed yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the winery manager said, "Listen, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to measure what the benefit to this to this mm. winery has been of improving the productivity." And uh, they drove ten thousand eight hundred dollars per person per year. Wow. In productivity improvement. Jesus. Yeah. And that's about half of what we think. From all of our studies around the world, yeah. we can we can potentially achieve. Fantastic. He said, there is no other investment in our entire portfolio that could have delivered a greater return more quickly with better staff satisfaction. Well, there you go. That's That's fantastic. Absolutely. I think that's a really good spot to finish on. Uh, If you are listening to this and going, I would like that kind of increase in productivity or I'd like some help identifying 
you know, what we've got, what we need to call it and where we need to put it, um, then all of James's contact details and the link to Experience Matters will be in the show notes on the podcast. James, thanks very much for joining me today. It's been absolutely my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social. Check our website for the latest news, show notes, and for details of Simone's latest book, Confident Networker. Explore the About tab at socialmediaaok.com.